Hello friends and welcome to Mendu Disney episode number 53 weekend update. My name is Pete and join me tonight are Matt. What's up everybody? And Tom. How you doing? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride is coming to a complete stop and men, let's do Disney. All right, well, let's go ahead and get rolling right into this. Um, probably going to be a short episode tonight. We don't really have a whole lot, but we did want to come at you guys with some news and, and just a little brief update, and then we'll get back to your regularly scheduled football games. Let's go ahead and roll right into the news. Tom, what do we got this week? I, you know, I was going to be really impressed if you could not mention the football games. Obviously, big college football Saturday, uh, and when we have all have the NFL on in the background, uh, right now uh, with our fantasy football teams and following that. So it's a fun time, fun time of the year. But moving over to what we all know and love, and that's Disney World. Uh, going to start with the news. Going to start in Epcot here. Looks like the Ratatouille ride opening date has kind of been announced. Uh, there's a target date of before the 50th anniversary. Uh, so that's kind of expected in May of 2020 uh, to follow Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway in 2019 and Galaxy and Tron in 2021. Disney's trying to get all these attractions open for the 50th. Like I said, Ratatouille, May of 2020, Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway, which we don't know much about in 2019 still, and then Galaxy and Tron in 2021. So a lot of, a lot of big stuff coming to Disney. And, you know, we've, we've talked at length about the Ratatouille ride and we're really excited about it. So nice to have some clarity there. Uh, looks like there is a new permanent pizza window at Via Napoli uh, in Epcot. I, I know Pete; they've kicked this. They've had this before, and yeah, then it they, goes away. they've had this for food and wine the last several years, and it looks like this is a, a more permanent one. And it's a different type of pizza than you get in Via Napoli. This is ac- actually the the little window is called Pizza Altaglio, and it it looks just like the uh, the Pizza Altaglio that you would get at a little pizza stand in in Rome. So that's, that's a nice touch. I mean, that's, that's something that Epcot is added. I think it's needed. Pete Pete's bragged about the pizza at Via Napoli as being a pretty quick place to eat, uh, pretty good food. This so makes I think it that's even a, quicker. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can continue on with your regular scheduled uh, drinking around the world or whatever you're doing in the World Showcase. Also, Kringla Bakery Og Cafe. Did I pronounce? I, I don't know how to pronounce this correctly, Pete. It's the Norway Bakery. Uh, it looks like the interior has been redone. Outdoor seating area looks about the same. I know on my last trip to Disney World, this was closed, and so we were not able to go in, but it did. You, you could hear them kind of working in there. We've sat outdoor, and that's typically where we sit when we go. That's where most people would sit. And, I mean, it's uh, it's a nice little spot. They have, they have good, good treats there. Uh, and, of course, if you're interested in anything Norwegian, this would be the place to go. Switching over to Magic Kingdom here. New not-so-scary events. There's a soundtrack at Space Mountain now. Live Pirates at Pirates of the Caribbean and special lighting at Mad Tea Party. Again, I think this adds to what they're trying to do. One, I think the soundtrack at Space Mountain is a really good idea. I've actually been one of those guys who wished they would change up the soundtrack because I, I, I've heard over to Disneyland when they change it to Star Wars music, it's incredible. And so if they can very easily do that, I think that would enhance the ride or maybe randomize the soundtrack you hear when you go kind of like a uh, rock and roller coaster actually where they have a, a few different aerosmith songs that kick through but this is a cool touch for for disney and then live pirates Car- pirates caribbean makes it more real for kids you know when you're going through the attraction and you have the pirates outside and inside and i know there's a task sometimes you're looking for a pirate and he's hidden throughout the throughout the attraction 
And I'm not a big Mad Tea Party guy, so the special lighting there doesn't really do it for me. But obviously, Pete has shared his love for the Mad Tea Party. Got some general news as well that we wanted to hit for you. Per mile pricing for minivans. So it'll now cost $15 plus a per mile charge, which is up from the $25 flat flat fee. I'm going to be honest, guys, we've been back and forth. Minivans, to me, are not worth it with Uber accessible throughout Disney World. Yeah, I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would do the minivans other than for the experience, right? So there's two. I mean, I guess there's a couple ways to think about it. One, the minivans do seat up to seven, and these are people who understand and know all the ins and outs of Disney. I mean, I think I've shared an experience where we had an Uber that took us to the cast member entrance of Epcot. But again, I mean, that, you know, that happens. Yeah, it wastes a little bit of time, but it it was much cheaper than fifteen dollars plus a per mile charge. So. I'm, I would not do minivans. I understand Pete saying the experience, but from a, you know, Disney's already expensive enough. You have the buses there. And if you need to get somewhere in a hurry, I still would go the Uber route. Now, can't the minivans, don't, don't they use the transportation roads that like an Uber couldn't? So wouldn't it be faster? You know, I don't know. That's, are you talking about like the, the, like roads the bus the routes? Can you, yeah. I don't know if they can. I mean, when we were down there, we saw a ton of them, go, you know, buzzing around. And I guess I, I just wasn't observing them enough to know. You know, last time I went, obviously I stayed off property, so we were taking Ubers everywhere. Yeah, I, I, that, I guess to me that, that that would make it worth it if these things could zip in and could get you park to park in you know fifteen minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. That would that would almost make it worth it to pay because an Uber or a bus, regardless, you're going to have to walk to the front of the park. You're going to have to wait for your Uber. They're going to have to take the roads if there's traffic. You know, versus. If you can, if they can take the bus routes, and when you're in Disney World, you've already you know spent X amount of dollars to be there. Time is money, and although you might be spending a little bit more to you know get somewhere quicker, sometimes that's that's really worth it. When taking the bus can be an hour detour, waiting on waiting on the bus, you know, waiting on the stops of each bus. I mean, sometimes it's definitely worth it. As Pete, if you ever go to Disney World with Pete, he will tell you by the minute how much money you're spending to be at Disney World. Exactly. Now, here's my question, and Pete, you may know the answer, or Matt, you may know it as well. Do the minivans, for Magic Kingdom specifically, do they drop you off at the park, or do they drop you off at the TTC? I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Ubers have to drop you off at the TTC, which is, it, it's really, I mean, it, it, it just adds, you know, add a half hour to your trip, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd, I'd imagine that being a, this being like a part of the Disney experience, and a the, Disney product that you'd probably get dropped off as close as possible to the parks and not the TTC. But that's just a guess, you know. Well, I'll look into that because that, that makes a difference, too, if you're going to Magic Kingdom. I mean, well, you we know missed what? our Fast um, Pass our travel, because of it. Our travel agency, Destination's Character, definitely will have that answer. And, you know, I'm sure by the time this re- this releases, he'll be shooting us a response, you know, within the hour. So uh, Yeah, I'll reach about. out to him. We'll have, we'll have That's a good point, Matt. We'll have something to you next episode on that. Uh, continuing through the general news, the Epcot VI pass holder, so the VIP pass holder event, uh, w- was held on September 6th. Uh, today is the 9th. By the time this releases, it'll be the 11th. Looks like the next one is October 25th at Epcot. A couple things to note. Looks like there were some char- special characters, Baymax, Joy, and Sadness from Inside Out, and Anna and Elsa were, were uh, out and about. And then Spaceship Earth, The Seas... Soren, Living with Land, Grand Fiesta, Frozen, O Canada, and Figment were the attractions. There's kind of an elephant in the room. I mean, you don't have Test Track. Mm-hmm, no Test Track. And, and I mean, no Mission Space either. Which, you know, it, it, of course. Yeah. Whatever. It, that's not one that I was 
necessarily too concerned about. But of course, Soren and Test Track are the, probably the two most popular attractions at Epcot. And I know Disney's trying to do things for the VI, for the for the pass holders, excuse me. And to not have one of the more popular attractions open kind of doesn't make sense. So we'll see if they change it on October 25th. I, I know Pete did some research on the last one and, and wasn't necessarily too impressed with what Disney had to offer. No, and, and more of the same with this one. You know, again, unlike Not So Scary, you've got all these people that all they're just trying to do is ride rides. And, you know, not all the rides are open. So how, how long did we determine these were three hour? It's events? either two or three hours, I believe. So by the time you ride two rides, three rides, that's it. You know, that's that's all you're getting out of it. So it's nice to have something for the pass holders, but they're not really getting much out of this, I don't I don't feel like. And until Disney puts something special in there or does something special for them, they're, they're just going to kind of continue to be eh. I agree. Now, Disney After Hours is another event, uh, a ticketed event that we've talked about. This one is one I believe is totally worth it. Looks like additional dates have been added from December 3rd to March 7th of 2019. Again, this is an additional three hours in the park. It's a hard ticket event. They cap it at a certain number. And everything I've seen is people love it. I mean, it is built for you ride the attractions. You're kind of in the park alone. So it looks like the time is from 10 to 1 through December. So it's so it's 10 to 1 through the end of December. Uh, January and February, it's That's from right. 8 to 11, yeah. and then in March, it's 9 to 12. The hours, the hours adjust. Now, I will say this is an expensive expensive ticket. It, it was $125. It's a $125 ticket pre, so so not buying a day of, then it's $129 for day of. And you're going you're gonna to listen and say, hey, that's more than a park admission ticket, and it is. Now, one, one interesting thing is you don't have to have park admission that day to do the after-hours event. So say you went to Disney World and – Epcot closes at nine. You do your day, your day at Epcot, and then you take a monorail over, and you have Magic Kingdom from ten to one. And yeah, you're going to pay that one, you know, one twenty five price. But it's worth. I mean, it, I think it's worth it. Well, I, I guess, and my question is, do they treat this like a not so scary where they where they let you in? They do two hours they before. Do. Or, or so they, they do. let okay. you in. They let you in a few hours early. And like I said, from the folks that I've seen who have done this, it looks like they're in the park alone. I mean, it's. Of course, I mean, Mind Train would probably have your longest wait at Magic Kingdom, but longest wait is in like 15 minutes. It's You're, you're knocking out Magic Kingdom. If, if you don't need the experience of the characters and the fireworks shows and the parade, if, if that's not important to you, maybe you know maybe you go to Magic Kingdom often or it's like a second day type of deal, this is really worth it. Yeah, that, that would be my only concern is $125 for three hours in the park. Yeah, you're, you're alone in there. You can pretty much do whatever you want, but... If you can get in two hours early or three hours early or whatever it is, all of a sudden you're paying $125 for five hours at the park or six hours at the park, three of which you're basically going to be able to walk on whatever ride you want. So, Yep, good point. Continuing with the news, it looks like extra magic hours and 60-day fast pass for Disney Springs Air Resorts has been extended to December 31st of 2019. That's a Double Tree, that's a Hilton, Holiday Inn, and the Wyndham. There's seven hotels in total. All have 30-minute shuttle service to all four parks. I have personally stayed at a couple of these hotels, taking advantage of, of this option. The shuttle we did not we did not use, but again, this goes back to our own property or off par- off property debate, and is it worth it? And th- this kind of makes it worth it. I mean, one of our key factors to you was the sixty day fast pass window that can make or break a trip. Uh, what what attractions you can be on, and the extra magic hours too. I mean, I know that we're kind of anti extra magic hours typically, but 
it, it's still an opportunity to get into the park a little bit early. And, and now, you know, you've you've got this benefit. But but yeah, the 60-day fast pass window is huge. That's a good point. We actually avoided, on my last trip, we avoided Animal Kingdom because they had extra magic hours. Uh, and just our schedule wasn't going to allow us to be there early. And so we avoided it thinking, hey, there's already going to be an hour worth of folks in the park, especially with Pandora. So that was one that, that we avoided. But anyway, again, it's a good point. I mean, this, this makes, you know, if you are a, a person who stays in Hilton hotels and you have holiday Inn or, or whatever it may be, you know, you can really make your, your trip a little bit cheaper. Uh, I will tell you parking is charged at, at all of these hotels, just as it is on property now. Uh, so it's still kind of a push, but be aware that you will pay for, for valet parking. A lot of times when you book these hotels, you can book spe- special packages that cover your resort fee or cover your parking. Typically, if you're going off season, you're going to see more of these. And and let's be honest, staying off property at a at a Holiday Inn or a Double Tree, you're still going to be paying less than you're going to be paying even for an all-star property or a value resort at, at Disney World. You know, on our last Disney trip, we did the Double Tree, and it was cheaper. And we, we pay with points, but if you were to look at the price, it was cheaper to have the room we had, which was, you know, the suite. It was a two-room suite, basically. We had two queen beds, a pull-out couch, a living room, a little tiny kitchen. That was cheaper than All-Star Sports. Mm-hmm. And we were with another couple, and so having the space was really nice because, you know, if some folks want to go to bed early and the others want to stay up and watch something, you know, there's two rooms, two, t- you know, all, all that good stuff. And we save money on food too, because I mean, we had a full kitchen basically in there. So uh, that that's just different ways you can you can look to save some money, and maybe go to Disney a little bit longer, because that's what we all want to do. And and you don't have to you don't have to Uber in necessarily. You don't have to drive in because they do all offer a shuttle every thirty minutes into the parks. Realistically, if if I'm staying at one of these hotels, I'm not going to wait for that shuttle. Typically, and I don't know how it is at these hotels now, but. I know in the past, staying off property, these shuttles are not convenient. They don't start running until later than you would want to get to the parks. So it's just better to Uber. Yeah. So Disney buses typically run an hour before the park opens. That'd be when the first bus would take guests to the front gate. And the shuttles here run, I believe they start either 30 minutes before or right when the park opens. So to Pete's point, you're going to be kind of behind. If you want to get there for, for rope drop, you're not going to be able to make it. And I believe the Double Tree was first come, first serve, and they did a sign up the night before, or, or the day before, or you just kind of put your name on the list. And so, again, I mean, folks who have been there already kind of have the inside track at getting on the shuttle. So, I've always been an Uber kind of guy, uh, or you could even drive. I mean, drive to the parks if you have a car for sure. But uh, just but you're going to pay to park at that point. Y- exactly. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Yeah, you might as well uh, save the money in Uber and not have to hassle with driving around Disney and, and Orlando in general. And having to keep your keys in your pocket while you're in the park and yeah. going on test track and potentially uh, having your keys fall out of your pocket. Yeah. yeah, that's that's always fun. I highly recommend that, actually. I was going to say, <laughs> we, we've seen the picture and know the story of Matt and Pete realizing mid, mid-ride, mid I've lost my keys. I believe that picture was actually sent, sent out last night in one group text or another. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. <laughs> as we tried to uh, forget what happened on the college football Saturday. So our last bit of news is revolving a Disney Moms panel. It's not just for moms, but go to MomsPanelSearch.com to apply. Registration is open through September 12th. So by the time you hear this episode, you have one day to to apply. Of course, our episode comes out on the 11th. So you need to have gone to the parks in the, in recently and be able to answer questions weekly about every aspects every aspect of the Disney parks. The application is a series of questions, video submission, and phone interviews. 
You must be able to attend training sessions on November 27th through December 1st. So, and panel is selected based on Disney knowledge. Pete, do you have any, or Peter, Matt, do you, either of you have anything more to add on this? Yeah, so this is a Disney thing. This is the Disney Moms panel. It's sponsored by Walt Disney World. Kind of your job if you're on this panel is people write in with questions and you answer them. Pretty much what we do on this podcast. But uh, but you do have to have gone to the parks in the last 12 months in order to apply. You do have to be able to answer questions on a weekly basis. They don't pay you for this, but you do get a free Disney trip for four out of this. And they also send you down to Disney World from the 27th through the 1st for training. You can't take anybody else during training. I mean, I'm almost wondering if my wife should do this. This sounds like a good gig. I've actually um, been I've been sending in submissions from my wife and myself, so I'm just you know doing double double action here. One of us has to be has to get selected. I mean, this is a this is kind of neat. It's it's really really cool. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what the rules are. If you have to have kids, if you you know if you have to be a parent, I, I'm not sure. Um, well, no, it, it, I mean it's open to anybody. I, I, re- I read the fine print, and it, you know I'm, I, I don't maybe you have to be over 18. That's probably about the only thing I could think about. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, if you're interested, if you have a lot of Disney knowledge, go sign up. Who knows? Like an example question was, um, I'm gonna have to have one of y'all hit this because I'm I'm probably not gonna do it right because I've never seen the movie. But like one of the questions is like, what's the main car in Cars? Lightning McQueen. Yeah, they, the, one of the questions is like, you know, write 15, 20 minute response on should Lightning McQueen be able to sign autographs in the park, like as a character. But that's an example. Interesting. Well, if you guys are, you know, big time listeners. Obviously, you're you're passionate about Disney, and I say go for it. No reason not to. Worst thing that can happen is they say no. All right. That all the news we got? That is it, unless you or Matt have anything else. Nothing from me. All right. Let's pause for just a minute here to hear from our sponsors. So your family is coming to Orlando, and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Destinations with Character Travel Agency is your one-stop shop for Disney vacations, cruises, and more. With clients ranging from the magic makers of Hollywood to the business executives of New York to families from all over the U.S., people trust the travel consultants of Destinations with Character to make their magical dreams a reality with the patience, care, and attention to detail they deserve. With over 50 years of experience in Disney and worldwide travel, are over 30 travel consultants trained to give the best prices and service possible. Destinations with Character has the tools to make the difference for you. Find out how to take the stress and hassle out of your vacation. Simply contact them to let the magic begin. 
destinations with character travel, making dream vacations come true every single day. Visit their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com or email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com and be sure to tell them that the Mendu WDW podcast sent you. All right, we are back. Matt, you want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the next week? Yeah, yeah, Pete, we're really excited. You know, we've been doing a lot on, on social networking and a lot of um, you know, just meeting other Disney podcasts like us. And we have a couple of more of these in the works, but we're really excited to let you guys know that um, this Thursday night, the three of us will be recording with seven other Disney fanatics like ourselves on the Disney at a Distance podcast. So we're going to be on there Thursday, and then we're excited to let you guys know they're going to come on our podcast as well um, at a future date. So if you guys want to find them, um, it's you can go to the Disney at a Distance podcast. You can find them on Twitter. And then um, we've been speaking directly to Diz, Flicks, and Tidbits. So this is just another passionate Disney fan like us. She is one of the seven members of this podcast, and you can find her on Twitter at Diz, Flicks, Tidbit. D-I-S. F-L-I-C-K-S-T-I-D-B-I-T at Diz Flicks Tidbit. But we're excited for that, and um, we'll be recording Thursday night, and then they'll be coming back on ours, and we're going to have a great time. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. I'll echo what Matt said. We're really excited about this. We do this podcast to, to share Disney news with all of you listeners, and we have learned a great deal from some folks that you know, support us and interact with us through social media. And then obviously other folks doing a Disney podcast have the same passion that, that we have. So we're excited to branch out and join their podcast. And we're really excited to have them on our podcast in the future. So it's uh, just all around. It's good stuff. We're all big Disney fans. So it, it's all going to be positive. And we hope you guys will, will pop over to their podcast to hear us there. Uh, and uh, of course, we'll bring them to ours as well for you. Okay. Excited for that to happen. Um, I've just got two more things that I want to talk about real quick, and then we will close it out. The first thing is the great movie ride. <laughs> it was a great ride. It's it's uh, sorely missed. The second thing I want to hit up is Splash Mountain. Really like Splash Mountain. Well, I just I, mean, I just I, I like it. <laughs> if we're just throwing things out, we like. I mean, <laughs> I like turtles. I, you know, it just it wouldn't be I like it the whole mansion. <laughs> It just wouldn't be a podcast without without me mentioning those two things. So I had to make sure we got them in there. While we're, while we're on the air, have you guys looked at the pictures of the Rivers of America? Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's uh, brutal. It's pretty crazy looking. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I, I think we're going to have to sneak down to Disney in November. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I keep trying to I keep trying to to tease that nobody's jumped on board yet. We need to we need to we need to need to call our sponsor uh, Destinations with Character and tell them just to book it, and then we tell everyone, "Hey, the trip's booked. We can't do anything about it." <laughs> yeah, we need to see if late. you can help us out. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we have the secret and trivia still for you this week, even though this is a short episode because we have the other one we're recording uh, later in the week. Of course, we we want to give you a secret and uh, trivia. And with our episode releasing on Tuesday, it, it will be uh, September 11th, obviously. And this is more of a did you know and just kind of a cool thing at Disney that you can you know appreciate and you know talk to your kids about and just everything that that happened on this date in 2001. However, we're, Epcot's American Pavilion is home to an American flag that was taken from the rubble of 9/11, and so it's just a good it's a good thing to remember and you know how sad of a day that was in our country. But it's a flag from from 9/11 and what happened on that day. So when you go to the American Pavilion, make sure to check it out. Now we're gonna visit the trivia question from last week and then the one from this week. The trivia question from last week was brought to us from Pete, I believe, and it was, what is the name of the cantina at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? 
this was announced prior to our podcast, we wanted to check to see if you guys knew and, and our Twitter responses and our emails showed that you did. So the name of the cantina at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will be Oga's Cantina. Is that how it's pronounced? So again, you, you can tweet us or email us your answers. You can tweet us at podcast, or you can email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. And our trivia question this week, kind of an easy one. So we'll see if how many how many folks get it right, but it's how many acres is Disney World? In total, how many acres is Disney World? We'll give that answer to you on our next podcast, not on the Disney at a Distance podcast we're going to do Thursday. So be looking forward to that. And again, you can tweet us at podcast or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. Did you see who the uh, entertainment at the cantina in Galaxy's Edge is going to be? I did not. So it's it's RX twenty four who was the uh, the droid who was the pilot in Star Tour the original Star Tours. Okay. So he is now a DJ. Well, that'll be fun. You know, so I'm I'm thinking it's going to be like at uh, Cosmic Rays. Listen, and and he'll interact with the guests. Listen, and, Sunny Eclipse is is top notch entertainment. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Probably won't touch Sunny Eclipse, but tough. It's tough to tough to beat Sunny Eclipse. He's a staple. Tough. Tough to compete. They have good chicken nuggets there. Anything else for tonight? I, th- I think that's it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and close it out. That's all for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.